There is no copyright intended for this episode on Jackson Share Sports Radio. We're here live on Jackson Share Sports Radio. I'm your host, Jackson Share, and we are here to talk about the NCAA winners. The Baylor Bears. Guys, what an amazing March Madness tournament. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be a two-part episode. There's going to be a segment on this March Madness reflection and an interview with special guest Daniel Akin. So it's going to be a special episode, two-part episode. And I appreciate you guys listening to this episode on Jackson Share Sports Radio. Love all the support, guys. You guys are the best. And let's get right down to business. I mean, this was one of the craziest NCAA tournaments I think I've ever seen. Um, and one that a lot of people will never forget for a long time. Um, and a lot of news is happening right now in the NCAA. A lot of transfers. And guys, I, I'm going to say this right now. The NCAA uh, for next year, right? The NCAA is going to be really, really good next year. Um, so just the top 25 predictions um, going into next year, it is, oh, my God, it is crazy, guys. The predictions are nuts in this entire just tournament for next year. You know, who's going to be first? Who's going to be second? And then just all the teams that didn't make it, you know, Kentucky, UNC made it, but they just weren't the best that they were, that, that we're used to seeing. Roy Williams t- retired. Crazy. That's crazy. No one expects that. Coach K and, and Duke did not make it into the tournament. Coach Calipari and Kentucky didn't make it into the tournament. I mean, no one expected this. No one expected this. So just overall, just crazy, crazy stuff. No one expected that to happen. Um, and just, you know, my the top – 25 rankings for next season. We'll go over them in a minute. But just a reflection on the season. Baylor, guys. Baylor really, really stepped their game up this season. They hit the rebuild button, and it just was an amazing season overall by Davion Mitchell, uh, MCO Teague, um, all these players. They're, they're really stepping up their game. Baylor really, really put their game to the next level. And just an amazing season by Baylor and both Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga had a good season. But, guys, you know, a lot of people say that it's not their division. It doesn't matter about their division. You know, I I have to sort of disagree a little bit with that because if you think about the division that they're in, they played only BYU. And the second the, the second that Gonzaga played a better team, you know, or a team that was around their skill level, whereas they played UCLA, you know, they they started to get a little nervous. They were – you know, not as it wasn't as easy for them. And then the same thing with Baylor. They they got a little nervous and they got destroyed. So, you know, it's bend, bend but don't break. Um, and that's really what a lot of people live by. Gonzaga's going to lose a lot of their players to the NBA this year, and so is Baylor. So I'm not expecting them to be inside of the top five, top ten, um, after going into this next season. So let's get down to business with the number one, number two, number three, and number four seeds. Um, so, you know, we will uh, go over who's going to be top top five and top ten. You know, Baylor, prob- Baylor and 
Jalen Suggs and Gonzaga will probably be inside the top five. Um, but I think there's other teams that definitely will not be inside the top five. So everyone is saying UCLA is going to be number one. Um, and a lot of people on CBS are saying that UCLA will be first. They will say that number two will be Gonzaga and Jalen Suggs uh, are probably going to enter to the NBA draft. And so are, so is Joel Ayayi. Um, but you never know about uh, Andrew Nemhard. And you never know about Drew Timmy. You, you don't know. They might stay. Um, and they might they might do what a lot of people at Maryland, my favorite college, uh, they might do what they're doing. And they might test the NBA waters and then come back. Um, but they're coming in at number two. Alabama Crimson Tide are number three. Guys, I mean, they, they, they did a great job this tournament. They really smoked my Maryland Terrapins. They did everything. Uh, they did everything right. But guys. You know, everyone said that they were overrated, that they weren't overrated. They were legit. They were going to win the national championship with the way they played against Maryland. They didn't, guys. Newsflash, they lost to UCLA. And I'm not surprised because Alabama, you can't shoot like that 70% from three, almost 100% from three every single night. That's just not going to happen. That's a one-night thing. Um, and then you got coming in at number four, the Duke Blue Devils. Guys, <laughs> No one, no one thought that Duke was going to be out for a second straight season, right? No one actually thought that. I mean, Coach K went full Bill Belichick and went out and got all these three five-star prospects in the class of 2021. Oh, my God. It's going to be scary, guys. And they're going to build – Matthew Hurd is going to go to the uh, NBA. But, I mean, you look at just the, the teams or, excuse me, the players that Coach K builds – Oh, my God. Crazy. Um, so then we go to number five, which is Baylor. The Baylor Bears are expected to, to – they're going to lose Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler to the NBA draft. But, you know, if they keep Adam Flagler, who was on, on fire, um, Matthew Meyer, who probably will not go to the NBA draft. But if they if they keep those types of players, um, they will be good next season. Then This next one I don't really like. Um, I don't like seeing Ohio State at number six. Um, the projection here is that Ohio State – is gonna keep its the, the its top three scorers, Dwayne Washington Jr., who sold against Oral Roberts. Uh, he literally sold the game, guys. He did not uh, come up clutch. They had multiple chances to win the game against Oral Roberts, and they didn't. EJ Liddell played his heart out. He's great. Um, he might go to the NBA. Um, Justice suing. I, I don't think he's gonna go to the NBA. I think everyone on Ohio State will not go to the NBA other than EJ Liddell. That is all I have to say. I think they should be outside of the top 10. Coming in at number seven, Florida State. Guys, Florida State's really good. I don't think they're a top 10 team. I'm going to say it right now. I don't think they're a top 10 team, and I think a lot of you don't think they're a top 10 team, especially with the way they played against Michigan. I mean, Michigan beat the brakes off of them, um, and just crazy, crazy stuff from Michigan um, against them in that game. But then again, you have to look at, you know, what happened to Michigan after. What happened to them in against UCLA? It just – something broke down, you know. Something broke down, and it was not uh, – it was not normal to see a number one seed get smoked like that against that 11 seed. So, um, you know, definitely seeing uh, Florida State get destroyed by Michigan and Michigan getting destroyed by 11 seeds, definitely something you don't like to see. Um, so that is why I have Florida State outside of the top 10. Michigan, um, you know, Franz Wagner is probably going to enter the NBA draft, and Hunter Dickinson is going to remain in the NCAA. 
although he had a great season. Guys, they are going to be scary. The Big Ten is going to be scary once again, guys. But we can't remember, we can't, excuse me, we can't forget that the NCAA uh, Big Ten teams, every single one of them was out uh, before the Final Four. And a lot of people were expecting at least more than two teams to make the Final Four in the Big Ten. That didn't happen. That probably wasn't going to happen from the start. Um, and a lot of people say that the Big Ten beat each other up. And, oh, look at this. I knew this coming into this podcast episode. Number nine is the Purdue Boilermaker. Boilmakers. Boilermakers. I mean, guys, they have no seniors Zero NBA prospects, uh, and they're going to come back as a four seed um, in the NCAA tournament next year. They're going to be in, they're going to be really good, and I think they're going to cause a lot of disruption in the Big Ten and a lot of just corruption all over the place in the Big Ten. So we'll see what happens there. I'm going to be excited to see what happens uh, in the Big Ten next year. Then you look at Kansas, KU. I mean, that's really not. A, that's that's obviously we we know that's going to happen. KU will be inside the top ten. I'll always Villanova is number eleven. I mean we knew this too. And then you've got Houston coming in at number twelve. As long as Kelvin Sampson remains the coach, I mean Sampson was really good. They made it to the top four, final four. Um, and Quentin Grimes is going to the NBA, but I mean it, it probably will hurt, just not not too much. Um, and then we look at number 13. Guys, oh my God. You know, I've been rushing a little bit through just to get to this moment to say that finally, finally, oh my God, number 13, the Maryland Terrapins. I like it, guys. I like to see that. Number 13 in the country prediction. Uh, they went 17 and 14 this year. Um, we're not ranked last year. Mark Turgeon has used the transfer market like crazy guys. He went off the season on the tra uh, transfer market. He got fats Russell. He got him from Rhode Island. He got Kodas Wahab from Georgetown guys. Wahab is going to be Kodas Wahab is going to be nuts this season. He is, he's a sophomore. He's averaging 10 points, six foot 11 guys. It is going to be crazy. Um, and you know, obviously losing Daryl Morsell to the NBA and the Terrapins get to the big dance for the sixth time in a span of seven tournaments. Um, you know, this is going to be an insane one, guys. This is going to be a year to remember for the Terrapins this next year. I'm excited. I don't know if you guys are excited. I'm just a, ter I'm a Terrapins fan, so I don't know uh, what you guys think of the Terrapins. I think they're legit. I think they're not fake. I think that they have a lot of potential, and I think that they can, you know, Take advantage of those opportunities. If Eric Ayala stays and Aaron Wiggins, then I think those the seed will go up to like the fifth seed for the Terps. But if Aaron Wiggins uh, and Eric Ayala were to go to the NBA with and Tessa Waters with Daryl Morsell, I think we would go down as a unit. I'm not a part of the Terrapins, uh, no affiliation with the Terrapins, but definitely want to go to Maryland University someday. <laughs> so that is what I think on that. Then you got Kentucky, uh, North Carolina, Arkansas, UConn, seeing that for the first time. Then you've got uh, Michigan State, another Big Ten team. I mean, there there are just so many Big Ten teams inside the top 25. Illinois is back in the top 25. 
uh, of course, using going to lose Ayo DeSumo and uh, Kofi Coburn. Um, Coburn, are, they're projected to go to the NBA. Uh, I mean, that wasn't a big surprise. No one was really shocked by that. And uh, a lot of people think that Cade Cunningham is going to go first overall. Uh, guys, I don't think so. I think he's really overrated. I think personally that he doesn't deserve to go first overall. He's obviously going to get drafted, but I don't think he's good enough to go first overall yet. And drafting a freshman, you know, was as as like Zion Williamson got drafted first overall. It was a good idea, but we'll see what happens. Uh Michigan State, St. Bonaventure's number 19, Tennessee's number 20, Arizona's number 21, USC, uh, who had a really good season. Evan Mobley is obviously going to go to the NBA. Uh, he, uh, As long as Isaiah Mobley is going to stay uh, at USC and Evan Mobley is probably going to go to the NBA, uh, USC should be good. They were um, they they were good. They, they were really, really good this season. Um you know, in the NCAA tournament, they made it really far. They went 25-8. and eight. Um, And, yeah, the Pac-12 really came alive in the tournament. There's a lot of Pac-12 teams here, too. UVA is number 23. Oregon's a Pac-12 team there, 24. Illinois is 25. And Syracuse, Cuse, is number 26. But Ibeheim is obviously going to go to the NBA. Guys, if he doesn't go this year, he'll go next year. Remember that. And that is going to conclude this segment on Jackson Share Sports Radio. I hope you guys enjoyed this. It was a little bit of a center towards Maryland episode or segment, if you will, um, for this type of episode theme. I'm excited to just see what happens with Maryland and we'll see what happens. So thank you guys for tuning into this segment. And I hope you guys enjoy the interview with Danikin. Uh, just a reminder. It was really early in the morning when we recorded this, so he's going to be a little tired. Uh, I was a little tired as well. So hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. See you guys in the next one. There will be new interviews coming, but more analysis from me in a couple minutes. Peace. Jackson Share Sports Radio. I'm your host, Jackson Share, uh, and I am joined today by the one and only Dan Akin. <clears throat> and I know it's really early in the morning for you, Dan, but... Uh, We'll try. We'll try to make it through this interview. All right. Let's let's do this. Uh, so, Dan averaged seven point nine points this season, six point four rebounds, point seven uh, assists, and shot fifty seven point nine percent from the field. Oh my goodness! I mean, th- those stats are just amazing. You look at that field goal percentage, especially. I mean, that is just below sixty percent. That's insane. So if you can keep that up, good things are looking. Things are looking good for you down the road. Um, so. Just a question about practice. What what were the practice protocols like this year? I know I didn't ask you this in the last interview, but what what was practice like? Because I heard from other people that you had to stand on X's away from people because of COVID. Yeah, practice was definitely different. Like uh, wearing the mask twenty four seven was def- definitely hard during practice. Obviously, hard to breathe and like just hard to maneuver sometimes. And then getting tested like three times a week, and then just having come. Just not being able to be with your teammates all the time was was kind of weird, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've heard, I've heard some crazy things. Like you know, especially with no fans, it's really, really crazy. Just the amount of dead silence, you know, and just not there. There's no encouragement. There's no motivation from, of course, your teammates, obviously, but and your coaching staff. But I mean, there's no fans there to you know yell and support and 
stuff like that. So there was definitely an absent uh, part of that to everyone's game this year, I feel like. And that's why, you know, congratulations to Baylor on winning the national championship. But I, I mean, I feel like they also won. I, I'm not going to say they, they didn't have pressure on them. Obviously, they had pressure. I feel like there it would have been a different result and a different team might have been in the Final Four different than Gonzaga or Baylor. I'm not, I'm not saying it would have happened, but it might have happened if there were fans. So, you know, fans could have played a role in that for sure. So, you know, just a different outlook on things. So um, what, what was your best game this season? What do you think arguably was your best game statistically or uh, just overall? Uh, probably against GW because uh, we went up big and then they came back and then we obviously we had to try it. Hold them off, so that was a pretty good game for like me and the team. Yeah, you went off nineteen for nine. I mean, how how do you do that? Yeah, I mean, I saw it multiple times that you tipped, you you like literally hit the ball out and it went out and it bounced right to your teammates outside of the three point arc. How how do you do that? Uh, I guess just something you practice and you kind of like playing with your teammates, you kind of figure out where they're gonna be most of the time. So yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Um, so, you know, what was the America East tournament like? I know you guys lost, but it, it's, it's okay. Um, you know, I, I just want to know what that whole experience was like because I've heard a lot of crazy things about the NCAA tournament as well, just participation in it. So I'd love to hear about what, how, how it was. What was it like? Uh, I mean, this year was kind of different because obviously we had like a bunch of breaks. So I think that kind of affected us because we're not usually used to having like a two-week break before like, Playing a playoff game, so obviously that was completely different. And then obviously having no fans kind of defeats the purpose of having like a home court advantage. So that was like kind of weird, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Not having home court advantage, you know, with fans is definitely a tough thing. Um, and it can really rub off on players. So definitely saw that from a lot of uh, players. Just it's not it's not just you guys. It's all over all over the country. So it's you know. You'll get through it next season. You know, I have some questions about that too. Uh, so just before we get to that, did you did you and your team have like a motto or something, you know, you guys looked up to or there was like a pact that you guys lived on throughout the season? Uh, really just every possession matters. Obviously, go out there, can't take any plays off and just play your hardest. Yeah, like treat every possession like it was your last, something like that? Yeah, basically, yeah. Right, right. That's definitely good, smart, and, you know, I've, that's unique. I haven't heard that in a while um, from a bunch of players, so glad that you said that. Um, overall, how satisfied were you with this season? Uh, I mean, I was partly satisfied because obviously we won the regular season, so that was one of our goals. Obviously, we didn't win the playoffs, so I was, like, disappointed, but still can't take away the fact that we won the regular season, which is probably harder to do. Then winning the playoffs, so yeah, it was it was it was a, a good season, yeah. Yeah, well, the season, you know, the season's a lot longer than the playoffs, and I, I'm not gonna say it matters more, but I'm gonna say that it really, uh, what's the word? It the regular season is really just all about bonding with your teammates, building a bond, creating opportunities for all of your teammates, um, and just excelling at what you guys do best, which is what you guys did. You know, there, there's nothing else you can do. You lose one game in the playoffs and it's out. You know, it, there's just nothing you can do about that. And you guys played your hearts out. You tried. 
Um, and you did everything possible to get to that point. So props to you guys. Um, so last couple questions here. What what do you and your teammates, uh, especially Brandon Hor- Horvath and RJ, I don't know how to say his name still. Et, et, Edel Rock. Et, Edel Rock. Et, I don't know. Do you know? Do you know yeah. how to say it? Edel uh, Rock. Okay, yeah. got it. Uh, what do you think they plan to do after the season, and what do you plan to do after the season? Uh, obviously, uh, I guess that's a tough question right now because obviously our coach just left. So uh, I feel like RJ will probably come back because he's he still got one more year to go, and I'm not too sure about Brandon. And for me, I'm not too sure either. I guess wait till the new coach and talk to him and see what he's nice off for the UMC and kind of make a decision from there if I want to stay or leave. Awesome. And you have a you have an opportunity to stay another year, correct? Yeah. Oh wow. So they're they're making it like you get to stay an extra year. Is that is there like a rule that you know basically yeah, permits COVID, you they, they gave everyone another year back, yeah. Oh wow. That's awesome. Good to know. Thank you so much Dan for joining me. I know a lot of crazy scheduling, uh you know, lots of stuff going on podcasts, practice, everything like that. So I appreciate you joining me today, uh, April 9th, Friday at 10 a.m. You know, it's it's always tough to go into these morning interviews, but appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Peace. Everyone, that was Dan Akin. Uh, As you can tell, he was pretty tired. Uh, You know, I was pretty tired as well. Uh, We just woke up, so... One of the interviews, it was it was an interview. It was a great interview. Uh, I heard some good stuff. And uh, I am excited to get some more interviews for you guys. Appreciate him coming on. And I will see you guys in the next podcast episode.